You're listening to Comedy Central. April 11th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight, retired NFL star Martellus Bennett is joining us, everybody. But first, let's get straight into it. Ever since Parkland, people have been asking, how do we protect our kids from school shooters? Right? A few weeks ago, we told you about uh, a Pennsylvania school that was arming every classroom with a bucket of rocks. Because, I mean, hey, if it worked uh, against saber-toothed tigers, then why not AR-15s, right? And now, another Pennsylvania school district has an idea. One school district's response to recent school shootings is this. They're arming teachers with mini baseball bats. The bats are primarily symbolic, but they are an option for teachers to use if they need to fight off an attacker. This is a, a tool to have in the event that we have nothing else. Okay, you know what? Just give the teachers guns. Give them guns. Give them guns. Because this is just embarrassing now. I mean... This is nuts, really? What, the principal was like, we want to protect the kids from school shootings, but all we have is Chuck E. Cheese tickets. What are we gonna get? <laughs> what do we get? Mini bats are worse than using your hands because not only are they too small, but once you start swinging it, everyone's gonna start giving you tips. The coach is gonna be like, you gotta choke up a little. Come on, that's it. Swing with your hips. Come on, no, 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 come on, no. Oh, you see, now you're shot. You gotta plant your feet, come on. Like, at this point, school is just, just gotta go full home alone. That's what they've gotta do, right? Yeah, they should have paint cans over the stairs. Every classroom should have a loose tarantula around. Should be an old man next door to every school who hits shooters in the head with a shovel. It's only way we're gonna stop it, but let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, you know, today, today was one of those days where we at The Daily Show were Mufasa, and the news was the stampede. <laughs> there was so much of it. Thankfully, though, too much news is just the right amount of news for a segment we call Ain't Nobody Got Time For That. First up, after Syrian President Bashar al-Assad attacked his own people with chemical weapons last week, the world has been waiting to see if President Trump would respond with military action. And because this is a decision that could lead to an all-out war, the president announced his decision with all the gravitas it demanded. President Trump is up and firing off tweets about the situation in Syria. Russia vows to shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. Get ready, Russia, because they will be coming. Nice and new and smart. It's hard to see how this is anything but the president of the United States declaring war on Twitter. I feel like we joked about this and now it's become real. Because when Trump got elected, we were like, he's gonna start a war on Twitter, ha <laughs> And then before he got elected, we were like, he's gonna become president, ha <laughs> Yeah, it turns out every joke about Trump is just a headline that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and also, why does Trump tweet so weird? These missiles are nice and new and smart? <laughs> it sounds like he's trying to fix them up with the missiles. It's like he's saying to the Russians, look, I know you don't like blind dates, but these missiles, they're really nice, really smart. Just come, no pressure, it's just a launch, come on. <laughs> and now, a lot of people have pointed out that Trump used to mock President Obama 
for telegraphing his military decisions in advance. And now he's doing the exact same thing. But I mean, let's be honest, at this point, Trump's hypocrisy is so unsurprising, it's not even fun anymore. Like, you see it coming, it happens and you go, yep. You know, it's like someone handed you one of those novelty cans of nuts with the snake inside, but it was actually labeled novelty can of nuts with snake inside. <laughs> it's like, surprise. Now look, we could talk about how Trump isn't even seeking approval from Congress to go to war against Assad, uh, and how Congress also doesn't seem to care anymore, but we don't have time to get into that, because Trump is also thinking about launching another attack right here on American soil. CNN also learning President Trump and his team have been talking about how to get rid of Mueller for months. Monday night, President Trump suggested he may fire Special Counsel Mueller, and on Tuesday, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said Mr. Trump believes he has that authority. We've been advised that the president uh, certainly has the power to make that decision. Okay, hold up, hold up. The White House always says that Trump doesn't plan to fire Robert Mueller. So why are you checking on something that you don't want to do? It's like seeing your coworker Googling how to dissolve my office mate's dead body. <laughs> like, he can tell you he's not planning something, but you probably wanna move. <laughs> because look, we all know, we all know that Trump has been slowly working up to firing Mueller for a long, long time. You know, it's like he's been tantric firing him. You know, he's letting it all build up and build up. And then one day he's gonna be like, you're fired, ah! Oh my God, finally. Here's $130,000, don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> and now, now because of Trump's comments and Sarah Sanders, we have to ask ourselves if Trump is also thinking about firing Rod Rosenstein or Jeff Sessions or Gary Busey, just for old time's sake. <laughs> but we don't really have the time for that because in the middle of all this news, this crazy story popped up. Former House Speaker John Boehner is joining the board of advisors for a marijuana company called Acreage Holdings. It is one of the largest multi-state marijuana corporations in the country. Boehner, a Republican, went on the record nine years ago saying he was opposed to legalizing pot. But now he says his attitude towards it has changed like that of many Americans out there. It's funny how going from Congress, though, to selling drugs is somehow more respectable, you know? <laughs> Like, now people are gonna be like, what's Boehner doing since he left Congress? I heard he sells weed now. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's nice he's finally helping people. <laughs> now, normally, John Boehner pushing Kush would be the day's biggest news about a House Speaker's career plans. But again, today we don't have time for that because there's also big news from the current Speaker. Also breaking this morning, House Speaker Paul Ryan will not run for re-election in November. He is the 23rd Republican to announce their retirement. This year will be my last one as a member of the House. It's been a wild ride, but it's been a journey well worth taking to be able to do my part to strengthen the American idea. Oh, <laughs> he sounds like it's his last day at camp. It's been a wild ride. So many fun memories with my friends. Like the time I tried to take away poor children's health care. <laughs> and swimming by the lake. Best summer ever. Ah. Yes, Paul Ryan, top-ranking congressman and guy at the gym who eye bangs himself in the mirror, is stepping down. And then stepping back up and then stepping down. I guess it's legs day. Uh, and this... This is a big deal. It really is a big deal. Uh, even though Paul Ryan looks young enough to play Spider-Man, you've got to remember that he's actually been in Congress since 1999. Yeah, that was so long ago, Britney Spears hadn't even done it again yet. <laughs> yeah, she'd only done it one time. And remember, we all thought that would be the only time. We were so naive back then.
Now, other than pretending that he was upset about stuff President Trump said, the thing that Paul Ryan was most famous for was his deep, sincere concern about America's national debt. We are fiscal conservatives. What that means is we believe government should not live beyond its means. The debt is projected to grow to truly catastrophic levels in the near future, leading to an economic collapse and a diminished future. Bringing our deficit up to a trillion dollars will only serve to actually weaken the dollar. I don't know what it would take for a person to completely sell out the will of the American people, sell out the federal budget, sell out our children and grandchildren. What on earth could you be given in legislation to make you vote for that? Uh, tax cuts? Oh, I got it right. I got it right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because, you see, after eight years of blaming President Obama for the ballooning national debt, last year when the Republicans took over the entire government under the leadership of Paul Ryan, here's what they did. The two biggest achievements for me are first, the major reform of our tax code for the first time in 36 years. Uh, which has already been a huge success for this country, and that's something I've been working on in my entire adult life. New forecasts say the U.S. budget deficit will balloon in the next few years, largely thanks to the Republican tax cuts. The CBO says it'll hit a trillion dollars by 2020. Yeah, it turns out after two decades of claiming to be all about fiscal discipline, Paul Ryan exploded the deficit with his tax cuts and then just walks away. You know what this feels like? It's like, it's like you're walking in the desert with someone and every time you take a sip of the water, he's like, hey, 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 don't waste the water. Dude, dude, not so much, slow down, slow down. And you're like, okay, fine, why don't you hold the canister? And he takes it, and then he's like, wet t-shirt contest! <laughs> Woo! Woo! I was like, all right, uh, now that the water is done, I'm retiring from the desert, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Yeah, but I mean, look, come on, come on, let's not be haters. What's a few trillion dollars between friends, right? Just because Paul Ryan turned out to be a complete fraud doesn't mean we can't give him the send-off that he deserves. Paul Ryan is leaving us, folks. So let's pour out a 40. <laughs> 40 grams of protein, of course. Yeah, just for him, the way he would like it. Just for you, Paul. Oh, and, and, and don't worry. Just, just like Paul Ryan's deficit, someone else is gonna have to clean this up. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a Super Bowl champion and founder of the Imagination Agency and an author of the new children's book, Hey AJ, It's Bedtime. Please welcome Martellus Bennett. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Man, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man, this is, this is great having you here. Uh, you, you are a legend for many people. You know, we have many, <laughs> we do, we have many Patriots fans in the building. We also have many people who hate Patriots <laughs> with all their hearts. But you know, it's one of those funny things where, and I feel like you get this, like people were telling me, they're like, you got a Patriot coming. Oh man, I hate them so much. And I was like, he's here, do you wanna, you wanna tell him to his face? Yeah. <laughs> and then they saw you walk by and they're like, ha. Ah. <laughs> A lot of people hate winners. Right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but but do you get do you get that a lot of like people in the streets like think they're gonna say things to you because I'm sure people like tweet at you they say uh, and then when they meet you in public they just they don't have words. There's so many Twitter thugs. <laughs> <laughs> 
And everyone's like, I, I, I just wish I had my chance at you. I was like, you have your chance. Meet me outside right now. <laughs> oh, it's not like that. I didn't mean that. It's not what I mean. Like, like this one day, this, these guys, this old guy, like, you got these guys who always show up to get autographs. Right, And right, you know right. who they are. It's like right. every single day they're selling your autograph on, e- on eBay, right, 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 right. which is discounting my price. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like, you, you're messing with my money, you trying to make sell. your money. You want to sell so your autograph. So this one yeah. day, this guy was just like, just yelling at me. He's running outside. He's like, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? And I was like, nah. I was like, nah, I'm busy. I got my daughter. Get my daughter in the car seat, which is a pain in the ass. Right. Car seats kick my ass every time. You know, it's like... <laughs> They're not made for dads. And then so the um, so the car get in the car. I'm like, man, I'm with my family is raining. My wife is getting in the car. Put her in her car seat. You know. So <laughs> <laughs> and get in the car. I'm like, man, I just gotta go. As soon as I get in the car, I saw our guys many times. I know his face. You know, right. I don't forget faces. I forget names, but not faces. And he's like, f you, you stupid. Da, da, da. You, that's why you suck. Your brother sucks. Your whole family sucks. And I'm like. Do I just drive this car through this gate right now and Grand Theft Auto you in just a second? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's funny how like there's, there's a lot of haters, uh, especially when you play for the Patriots. But I mean, you you had an amazing career, ten years in the game, Super Bowl champion, and you retired at the age of 31, uh, which is is not super young for a football player, surprisingly, right? But then you go from you go from retiring in football. And many people would go to sports commentary or they try and get into sports in some other way, shape, or form. But you went, no, I'm going to write children's books. Yeah, you can clap. <laughs> and they should clap. <laughs> no, and they should clap. That's... Uh, how, like, how do you even begin that journey? Well, like, I always tell people I was never... A, I was born a creative and I learned to be an athlete. Oh, nice. So I've always been creating. and I, No one had to teach me how to create. I always made things. I had to right. learn how to run and catch a ball because the ball hits you in the face. There's a lot of people who can't catch a ball to this day. Right. And some people probably think I can't catch a ball to this day still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, overall, it's just like I always wanted to make things. Right. Like I grew up in band, playing instruments. I was in a, the plays. I was a mathlete before and all these wow. different things. So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so... I always want to tell stories. So my first, so my first, my daughter was born. So I'm gonna make the long story short. So my daughter was born about four years ago. You know, you start buying all these children's books. You're excited because I'm like, right. I'm gonna share all these stories that I read with her. We'll get Dr. Seuss for old doll. You know, Shel Silverstein, Walter Dean Myers. We're gonna read all these. I read a lot of books. We're gonna read all these books, and then I started like, there's not a lot of characters that look like her. Right. You know, so that representation really wasn't there, and I felt like Disney had its chance. <laughs> <laughs> DreamWorks had their chance, Sony had their chance, and they didn't do it. So I was like, all right, I can make things, let me do it. So I wrote, uh, first I made an animated short film, which I never went to school for. I just started reading books and learned how to do it. That is amazing. And then I started doing, I do interactive children book apps as well. Right. And um, other movies, and then this book right here, so... I love it because it's just a little black girl and it's not focused on her color, it's just focused on her awesomeness. It, it, it... It's amazing to, to get this from you. Because now, now I, like, I have a whole different image of NFL players. Because I'm not going to lie, I buy into the stereotype. I go, you guys are all giants, and all you do is smash. Hulk smash, right? So, so. And then now I'm going, maybe like Gronkowski's in the changing room. And then like after the game, he goes in the changing room, and he's like, to be or not to be. <laughs> Some so, stereotypes are true. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, like, I love fried chicken. All right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, everybody's like, you like fried chicken? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, say, like, black people can't swim. And I go down the family tree, and I'm just like, 
Yeah, a lot of them can't swim. Like, so, <laughs> so you, you're not afraid of this, but you're also bucking the trend. It's, it's a really beautiful story. It's, a, it's about a little girl who is struggling to go to bed, and I love that it's based on your daughter and it's based on the family. Where do you want to go from here? I mean, it, it, it's clearly not just about one book. What is your ultimate dream? Yeah, so this is the second book in this series. Well, my ultimate dream is a theme park, right? Wow. So, um... <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. What's your dream? Theme park. Uh, but, uh, yeah, because that can go one of two ways. It's Disney or Michael Jackson. Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want Neverland. You know? <laughs> no, not that one. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> the happiest place on earth. I would say that Disney's going to be the second happiest place on earth right. by the time I'm done. It's inspiring, so man. So that's the ultimate goal. It's inspiring, man. Thank you so much for being Thank on you. the show. Thank you. The book is fun. Yeah. You're amazing. Hey, AJ, it's bedtime. It's available now. Montana's Bennett, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.